0: Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth.
1: We welcome everyone to the program. My name is J. Paul Newman. My co host is Rutherford County District Attorney General Jennings Jones. We appreciate WGNS for providing the airtime. We also thank our producer, Nick. Most of all, we thank you for listening. Today, in our Cold Case Profile segment, we will highlight three separate homicide cases. They are the murders of Mikhail Shakur, Stanley Smith, and a person whose body has never been identified. Joining me in that segment will be Detective Sergeant Tommy Massey, of the Murfreesboro Police Department, and Detective Sergeant Dan Goodwin from the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office. Then, on our Inside the Court segment, General Jones will tell you about recent and upcoming grand jury, general sessions, and circuit court activity. On our Call to Conviction segment, we will highlight a case that once again focuses our attention on the ever-present an always serious issue of domestic violence our case involves the 2012 murder of 40-year-old maria lambert today marks the beginning of our ninth year of monthly broadcast on the wgns action line over the past 8 years wgns has granted us the privilege of airing this broadcast on the first Friday of every month. And as we look forward to our next year of broadcast, we especially want to thank Bart and Scott Walker for their encouragement and their support. We will begin the broadcast after you listen to
2: these important messages. This is MTSU President Sydney McPhee. You're listening to WGNS, your local connection to Blue Raider Athletics. WGNS
0: AM, FM, online. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas' Restaurant.
3: Demas' Restaurants are now hiring. We are looking for grill cooks and other kitchen employees with competitive pay and flexible hours. If you're looking for full-time work or part-time work, then Demas' is the place to be. We've been voted a top workplace for five years in a row by the Tennessean. Apply within or online at Demas'Restaurants.com, Demas' Family Restaurants on 1115 Northwest Broad Street.
4: Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. We are here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and our family would love to help your family take care of your pets. If the heat and humidity has you spending lots of time indoors these days, we have all of the things you need to relax at home with a calming aquarium. Here at Animal City, we have both saltwater and freshwater fish and an experienced staff that can help you take great care of either. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro.
0: Don't throw away old flags. WGNS retires old glory with respect. Bring those tattered Bibles here too. We're more than talk. Every homicide, every rape, every robbery affects the entire community. People who are victims of these crimes need closure. The people who committed these crimes must be held accountable. Law enforcement needs the community's help in seeking justice. Please listen as we review an unsolved mystery in this month's Cold Case Profile.
1: It was February the 10th, 2014, that Murfreesboro police officers responded to an apartment complex at 1306 Bradyville Pike in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The nature of the call was to investigate an unattended death. When the police arrived, the apartment complex maintenance workers informed the officers that they had discovered the lifeless body of a young man inside of a bedroom of one of the apartments. There were indications that the apartment may have been burglarized. The front door appeared to have been forced open. The deceased was identified as Mikhail Shakur. Later, an autopsy was performed. The medical examiner determined that the cause of death was a gunshot wound and that the manner of death was homicide. After 16 months of investigation, and despite the best efforts of law enforcement, the case remains unsolved. The killer or killers of Mikhail Shakur remain at large. Law enforcement is asking for your assistance. Here in the WGNS studios to ask for your help is Detective Tommy Massey of the Murfreesboro Police Department. Detective Massey is the lead detective assigned to investigate the murder of Mikhail Shakur. Detective Massey, I'm always very careful when releasing information on pending investigations, so I always leave the details up to the investigators. But are there any more details you can
4: share with the audience at this time? Obviously, the case remains unsolved at this point, and there are some persons of interest in the case. We're still needing some help from some people in the community that might help us tie some of the leads that we have been able to develop together uh, so that we might be able to go forward in pursuing some charges in this case. Mr. Shakir was not a resident at that apartment complex, so we believe there is a possibility that he could have been a person that just happened to be in the right place at the wrong time. Obviously, there were people at the time, the apartment complex then was referred to as Stones River's apartment has since been renamed to Altitude Apartments. So one of the things we'd like to see is if anyone who resided at that apartment complex then that might have seen anything around the early morning hours of February the 10th that might seem insignificant to them, they might want to come forward. Because when you work these type cases, like I always say, it's like working a jigsaw puzzle. And sometimes you just need one tiny piece to maybe tie it all together. Can you tell us why you believe that this case can be solved? We have physical evidence, obviously, and there are several people involved in the case, which usually means that someone's going to talk. It's very hard for anyone to keep a secret, especially if there's more people involved. So we know that there's probably people talking that may have heard some things in the case. We've conducted numerous witness interviews, and we're very hopeful that with just a few pieces from some of the right people, we could tie it all together. So I believe the case can be solved with just a little assistance from the community. If
1: anyone has information regarding who killed Mikhail Shakur, who should they
4: contact and what are the phone numbers? If they wish to remain anonymous, they can always reach out to the Crime Stoppers reward hotline. There would obviously be a reward available if the information that they provide would lead us to an arrest and prosecution. If they feel comfortable enough to come forward to the police department, they're always encouraged. They can call our dispatch number, which is 615-893-1311, or they can contact the detective division at 615-893-2717 and forward that information on to myself or any other members of the uh, Violent Crimes Unit.
1: Detective Massey, thank you for bringing this case to the public's attention. We appreciate your efforts and wish you success in bringing Shakir McCure's killer to justice. On August the 1st, 1978, the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office responded to a call reporting that a body had been found at the Pooled Knob Recreation Area on Percy Priest Lake. When officers arrived at the scene, they learned that the park custodian had noticed smoke coming from the edge of the woods. When the park employee investigated, he made a bizarre discovery. He found a man's body wrapped in burning blankets. The officers processed the scene. Blood is located in the boat ramp parking lot area. This indicated to investigators that the body had been dragged from the parking lot into the wooded area where the body was set on fire. There was no identification found on the victim. It has never been established who the victim was. From that day forward, he has been referred to as John Doe. At the autopsy, it was determined that the victim had suffered multiple gunshot wounds and that the victim had suffered burns over 50% of his body. It has been over four decades since the body of John Doe was discovered. His killer or killers remain at large. The Rutherford County Sheriff's Office continues to investigate and continues to ask for your help. If you have information regarding the identity of John Doe or information as to who is responsible for his death, please contact the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office. The number to call is 615-904-3038. That number again is 615 904 3038. Help us identify John Doe. Help us bring closure to his loved ones. Help us solve a murder and help us bring the person who murdered John Doe to justice. About three in the afternoon on March 25th, 1977, two Murfreesboro residents are walking down Van Cleef Lane in the Stones River National Battlefield. It is a walk they will never forget, for on this walk they make a grisly discovery. They find a body of the young man behind some bushes. The location is near an abandoned house on Van Cleef Lane. Because the body was found in a federal park, the Federal Bureau of Investigation is contacted. Federal officials theorize the murder occurred the night before the body was discovered. Federal agents also believe the body had been dragged about 30 feet, probably to conceal it from motorists on Van Cleef Lane. FBI agents asked for assistance from the Murfreesboro Police Department and the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office. Sheriff Craig Snell becomes involved in the case. Later, the autopsy results are released. Sheriff Snell says that Stanley Smith died as a result of two gunshot wounds, one in the neck and one in the temple. Sheriff Snell also said the murder weapon was believed to be a 32 caliber pistol. As the case continued to be investigated, Law enforcement believed the murder may have been drug-related. The abandoned home near the body was thought to be a drop house for drugs and stolen property. Investigators focused on three men who reportedly left town shortly after the murder. During the investigation, it was also learned that a possible suspect had left town two days after Stanley Smith's body was found. Efforts to prosecute that suspect or anyone else have not been successful. Stanley Smith was 26 years old at the time of his death. He had a family and lived here in Murfreesboro on Richmond Avenue. His family and friends want answers, and they want justice for Stanley Smith. Law enforcement now asks for your help. With us today is Detective Sergeant Dan Goodwin. Detective Goodwin, I read in the statement of facts where the body was believed to have been found in the Stones River National Battlefield. And then later, it appears that it was determined that it really wasn't in the battlefield. Can you explain all that to us?
5: In talking to some of the earlier investigators, when they arrived on the scene, our local folks, Murfreesboro and the Sheriff's Office, they were met by a park ranger who explained to them that it was on federal property and it had to be investigated by the FBI. So three hours later, they were called back to the scene by the FBI. Uh, FBI remained in general lead of the case one full week before suddenly finding out that his body was located six feet outside the actual property line of the park and they tossed it right back to Sheriff Snell and his detectives, and they were not pleased at this turn of events. Back then, it was a much smaller community. Murfreesboro, PD, and the sheriff's office worked hand-in-hand on many cases, and there was only a handful of detectives. So everyone worked closely, including the, the feds, until they departed. The suspects were developed. And, Paul, this is one of those cases, as we've heard before, everyone in town knew who was behind this crime, and what we're looking for now is for people to come forward. And there are folks in this town who've heard admissions from the people who were involved in this. And we need to talk to those folks to see if we can get some sort of justice for Stanley Smith's family. I've talked to one of the sons. He was three years old. It's a life-shattering event for a boy that age. He's grew up completely fatherless. It hasn't turned out well for him.
1: Looking at the time period, is this one of the oldest cold cases that the sheriff's office is investigating?
5: Yes, sir. This is our very oldest case. Prior to the administration of Sheriff
1: Snell, we have no records on murders that occurred before this date. From listening to you, it appears that although this may be the oldest case, this may not be the coldest case because there are some leads or some information that you think could lead to conviction. Yes, sir. We're
5: following up on some stuff located some of the evidence that was collected in this and are looking for other pieces that may be extant that could actually be submitted for scientific testing.
1: Now, one of the things that you have to do in these cold case investigations, I know this from working with you, is that you have to contact the former detectives that were present 37 years ago. And you had to actually contact some of them in preparation for this broadcast. How important is it to have a relationship with the detectives and police officers from back during that time?
5: It's quite important. The work they did is what we're going to base what we can find out now. Time is on our side in all these cold cases. It's a matter of the relationships change. Some of these people who probably work together on this may not be friends anymore, and they've certainly told a number of people about the crimes.
1: Now, if someone has information or someone has had information for a long time and now has decided that they want to come forward, who do they contact and how do they contact them? They can call me directly and leave a a message on my phone. That
5: is 615-904-3034.
0: The Action Line. Rutherford Issues, The Morning News, Swap and Shop, The Crewman Show. We're keeping it local on WGNS, AM, FM, online.
3: Good morning. Still a heavy traffic. 24 trying to get past Haywood Lane from the earlier crash that happened up there. Just enough to trigger that backup coming out of Rutherford County into Davidson County on 24 again westbound. Give yourself extra time. That It didn't do us any favors, that's for sure. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar, home of the world-famous Cotton Candy Wine. Check them out at gatlinburgwinecellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
5: Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Don't forget to stop by the newly remodeled Save a Lot today as WGNS helps kick off the new re grand opening. This is Josie Walker. Penny and I will be here between 11 and 2 handing out free WGNS stickers while you take advantage of the savings. Again, we will be here at Save a Lot across the street from Sonic on Middle Tennessee Boulevard.
0: The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSradio.com. We're Rutherford County's place to talk.
2: It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands, and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Buchner, and we salute our veterans.
0: WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. In this salute, we talk to a World War II veteran.
2: Now, I flew 19 missions. I was on our 20th mission, but I didn't finish the 20th one. Dr.
0: Charles Edwin Howard, a World War II veteran.
2: On the 28th of November, we went to Duisburg, Germany. We went to Kassel, Germany, on the 29th. But we didn't go on the 30th. Then on the 31st, we went to Berlin. Now, this was the first time we had fighters escort us. They didn't have a fighter that could carry enough guns to go all the way to Berlin. But we didn't get there. We were diverted to uh, Dalton. spent the night there. Then the next day, we came back from Dalton. Then in the next mission we flew on a Sunday to uh, Munich. Then we flew to Leipzig, Germany. We went to Nuremberg. It was a hard one. Nuremberg was a very difficult one. We really got shot up in Nuremberg. One plane came in. I mean, he was on our left wing. We were not to the initial point. That's where you start your bomb run. And uh, fighters come in just before you get to that. Quite often, planes, you know, would hit. And I tell you the truth, I was more afraid of that than I was machine guns or black.
1: Dr. Charles Edwin Howard, a World War II veteran.
0: This has been a salute to veterans on WGNS Radio.
1: Restoration One of Middle Tennessee.
3: A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster
1: strikes. After disaster strikes.
3: Fire, water, or storm damage, we can help you get your life back to normal quickly.
1: Restoration1 Middle
3: Locally and veteran-owned
0: weird news radio wGns 100.5 101.9 1450 online and on your phone at wGnsradio.com this is inside the courts a look at this month's trials please and grand jury action inside the courts is presented as a courtesy of the Rutherford County clerk's
6: office good morning everyone This is your district attorney, Jennings Jones, and in this segment, I will be your tour guide as I take you inside the courts. We begin this segment by stating that none of the defendants named in upcoming trials or hearings have been convicted, and, of course, they are presumed by our law to be innocent. With that as a prelude, we will now go Inside the Courts. On February 6, 2021, officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to a shooting at a duplex on Ewing Boulevard. At that residence, an altercation at a party had turned physical before multiple gunshots were fired, resulting in the death of 21-year-old Mr. Giovanni Gillis. Murfreesboro Police Detective Cody Thomas has been assigned as the lead investigator in this case. During the course of his investigation, Detective Thomas interviewed two witnesses who identified Larry Johnson as the shooter. Upon conclusion of the detective's investigation, Larry Johnson II was charged with the first-degree murder of Giovanni Gillis. Following a preliminary hearing in the General Sessions Court of Rutherford County on May 5, 2021, this case was bound over for presentment to the Rutherford County Grand Jury. Mr. Johnson is represented by counsel, Mr. Michael Flanagan, and currently remains in custody at the Rutherford County Adult Detention Center. The state is represented by counsel, Trevor Lynch. On June 27, 2018, officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to a shooting on Old Las Casas Pike. Upon arrival, officers located Dylan Biddle Jr., who had sustained multiple gunshot wounds Mr. Biddle later died from his injuries. Officers were also contacted about an unknown male that had been shot and was attempting to get into vehicles at the Reeves Rogers Elementary School. That male was later identified as Albert Mustafa. Detective Doug Errington was assigned as lead investigator. Multiple witnesses were interviewed and evidence was collected from the scene of the crime. Upon the conclusion of the detective's investigation, it was determined that Albert Mustafa and Devante James went to a residence on Old Las Casas with the intent to commit a robbery. At that time, Mr. Biddle was a guest at the residence. Mr. Mustafa and Mr. James entered the residence and attempted to rob Mr. Biddle. During the course of the attempted robbery, Mr. Biddle was shot and killed. Before succumbing to his injuries, Mr. Biddle was able to return fire resulting in Albert Mustafa sustaining a gunshot wound. Mustafa and James were charged with first-degree felony murder, aggravated robbery employing a weapon during the commission of a dangerous felony, and conspiracy to commit the above. Mr. Mustafa is represented by counsel Mr. Thomas Parkerson, while Mr. James is represented by Mr. Charles Ward. Both Mustafa and James remain in custody and await their next court date on November 23rd of this year. The state is represented by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. On October 24th of last year, officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to a shooting that occurred at the intersection of North Tennessee Boulevard and Stonewall Boulevard. Officers discovered the body of Mr. Blake Bolton, who had sustained two gunshot wounds. Murfreesboro Detective Albert Miles was assigned as lead investigator. Detective Miles has charged Mr. Gilliam with the first-degree murder of Mr. Bolton. Following a preliminary hearing on March 23, 2021, the case was bound over to the Rutherford County Grand Jury. The Grand Jury indicted Mr. Gilliam for the first-degree murder of the victim, especially aggravated robbery, burglary to an automobile, possession of methamphetamine with the intent to distribute, employment of a weapon during the commission of a dangerous felony, and conspiracy to commit the above. Mr. Gilliam is represented by Assistant Public Defender Jeff Burton. The state is represented by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. Mr. Gilliam remains in the custody of the Rutherford County Adult Detention Center awaiting his next court date on November 23rd of this year. On April 30th, 2018, the Laverne Police Department responded to George Buchanan Drive in response to a shooting. Emergency personnel transported the victim, identified as a juvenile, to Vanderbilt Hospital, where the victim died from their injuries. Also present at the time of the shooting were the victim's younger siblings. Laverne Detective Scott Hudgens was assigned as lead investigator. It was determined that the victim had been shot in the face while attempting to buy a cell phone that had been advertised on social media. At the conclusion of the investigation, it was determined that Brian Berry and Marquise Hughes lured the victim to that location with the intent to rob him. During the course of the robbery, either Mr. Barry or Mr. Hughes shot the victim in the face. The defendant has been indicted for first-degree murder, aggravated robbery, and conspiracy to the same. Brian Barry is represented by, Mr. by counsel, Mr. John Slager, while Marquise Hughes is represented by Mr. Ben Wetzel. The state is represented by Assistant District Attorney, Trevor Lynch. This matter is currently set for trial to begin January the 24th of next year. May 16th of 2017, the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to reports of multiple gunshots in the area of Gateway Apartments. Witnesses reported seeing a black male fleeing the area on foot. Additionally, a gunshot victim, Kendrick Love, was located in front of one of the apartment buildings. Mr. Love later died from the injuries he sustained in the shooting. Witnesses on the scene established that the victim went to meet an individual for the purposes of selling marijuana. Additional witnesses identified the individual as Tyshawn Patterson, who matched the description of the male seen running on foot just after the shooting. Murfreesboro Detective Doug Arrington has been assigned as the lead investigator at this case. At the conclusion of the detective's investigation, it was determined that Mr. Patterson went to the alleged marijuana deal armed with a firearm and had the intent to rob the victim. Mr. Patterson has been charged with first-degree murder and attempted aggravated robbery. He is represented by counsel, Mr. Kyle Parks. The state is represented by Assistant District Attorney, Trevor Lynch. This matter is scheduled for trial to begin February the 22nd of next year. (coughs) On the 26th of June, 2019, deputies with the Rutherford County Sheriff's Department responded to a residence on Walnut Grove Road where the homeowner, Mr. Terry Barber, was found deceased on the floor with his hands and feet bound together. Lead investigator, Rutherford County Detective Steve Brown, has charged three individuals, Devon Gailey, Brent Ross, and Vernice Ferrar, with first-degree murder, especially aggravated kidnapping, aggravated robbery, aggravated burglary, and the fraudulent use of the victim's debit card. Following a preliminary hearing of the General Sessions Court of Rutherford County, this case was bound over to the grand jury. In June of 2020, the Rutherford County grand jury returned a true bill against all three defendants. Devon Gailey is represented by Mr. Luke Evans. Brent Ross is represented by Mr. Michael Jones. And Vernice Farrar is represented by Ms. Amanda Gentry. A trial is scheduled for the dates of March 21st through the 25th of next year. I will be representing the state in this matter, assisted by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. On July 26th of 2020, deputies with the Rutherford County Sheriff's Department responded to the residence of Mr. Eric Bixler. Upon arrival, deputies found Mr. Bixler deceased as the result of multiple stab wounds. A female companion of Mr. Bixler advised two deputy, advised deputies that two armed men had attacked Mr. Bixler and held her at gunpoint while they searched the premises. The female heard Mr. Bixler being tortured by his assailants. Rutherford County Detective Ty Downing has been assigned as the lead investigator in this case. Following the detective's investigation, Mr. Christopher White and Mr. Christopher Robinson, both from Kentucky, were charged with first-degree murder especially aggravated kidnapping, especially aggravated robbery, aggravated burglary, use of a firearm during the commission of a dangerous felony and tampering with evidence. After a preliminary hearing in the General Sessions Court, the cases were bound over to the Rutherford County Grand Jury. In March of 2021, the Grand Jury returned a true bill against both. A trial date has been set for August 1st, 2022. The state is represented by Assistant District Attorney, Trevor Lynch. On March 31st of 2019, the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to a residence in Sunset Avenue. And once inside, officers discovered the body of Judith Montmayor. Miss Montmayor has been stabbed multiple times, resulting in her death. Upon conclusion of the investigation, lead investigator Detective Jacob Fountain with the Murfreesboro Police Department charged Mr. Mr. Montmayor with the first-degree murder of his wife. Mr. Montmire appeared before the General Sessions Court in Rutherford County and following a preliminary hearing, the the court bound the matter over for presentation to the grand jury. In November of 2019, the Rutherford County grand jury returned a true bill against Mr. Montmire for first-degree murder. Mr. Montmire is represented by counsel, Assistant Public Defender Ben Wetzel. He remains in custody and awaits trial beginning May 9th of next year. The state is represented by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch and Dana Minor. On December the 8th, 2016, the Murfreesboro Police Department located the body of Francesca Gomez Cordero in a wooded area off of Elam Road. Francesca Gomez Cordero was a Hispanic female. Based upon their investigations, Murfreesboro detectives have now filed charges against Romulo Hernandez Mayorga. Mayorga has thus far eluded capture. If you have information regarding this case or the whereabouts of Romulo Hernandez-Mayorga, please contact Detective Doug Arrington of the Murfreesboro Police Department. The phone number to call is 615-893-1311. Again, that number is 615-893-1311. And that will conclude today's look Inside the Courts.
0: Old friends, new name, better together.
5: I'm Josie Walker and I'll be live on location at the newly remodeled Save-A-Lot off Middle Tennessee Boulevard this morning at 11. Penny and I will be there throughout the day handing out free wg t-shirts, stickers, pins and more. And when you stop by, make sure you register to win prizes like a new grill, basketball goal, a new cooler to keep your beverages cold and more.
1: In August of 2013, the Rutherford County Grand Jury indicted Kerry Tomlin for the murder of Maria Lambert after several months of intense negotiation on Thursday, October the 24th.
0: We're loud. We're proud. We're blue. WGNS AM and FM, your home for the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders. Time now for a look back at one of the more intriguing and important cases for this community. From the crime, the investigation, to the prosecution.
1: On today's From Call to Conviction, we will refocus our attention on the ever-present and often deadly problem of domestic violence. Today's case is the 2012 murder of 40-year-old Maria Lambert. Our case study begins the day after Christmas on Wednesday, December 26, 2012. The location is a residence in the 1100 block of Bolton Drive in Smyrna, Tennessee. It was approximately 4.45 a.m., on December 26, 2012, that a call was placed to law enforcement from a residence on Bolton Drive. The caller was 42-year-old Carrie Tomlin. Tomlin told the dispatcher that his girlfriend, Maria Lambert, had overdosed on drugs and that she needed emergency medical assistance. Ambulance personnel and the Smyrna Police were immediately dispatched. When the authorities arrived, they soon became very suspicious and very concerned. They did not believe that this was just an overdose. When the emergency responders initially saw Maria Lambert, they observed that she was still alive but was unconscious and that she was in cardiac arrest. Other observations that caused major concern were Maria Lambert had multiple fresh and older bruising on her body, and she had what appeared to be fresh stab wounds. Medical personnel rushed Maria Lambert to the Stonecrest Medical Center in Smyrna, Tennessee. Despite the best efforts of medical personnel, Maria Lambert died that morning at 6.19 a.m. Meanwhile, the Smyrna police continued to process the scene and conduct their investigation. The following day, December 27, 2012, an autopsy was performed on the body of Maria Lambert. The medical examiner determined that Maria Lambert had been beaten to death. The medical examiner noted that Maria Lambert had suffered several bruises including bruises to her face. He also noted that the trauma had lacerated Maria Lambert's liver and that the beating had caused bleeding on her brain. Maria Lambert also had cuts on her body. The medical examiner believed that those cuts had been caused by her falling or being pushed down onto broken glass. Finally, the medical examiner ordered that Maria Lambert's blood be tested for illegal drugs. The results conclusively proved that Maria Lambert's body contained no illegal drugs and that Maria Lambert did not die from a drug overdose. The autopsy report ended by stating Maria Lambert had been beaten to death. Later, the police attempted to interview Carrie Tomlin. At first, Tomlin chose to remain silent, but in later interviews, Tomlin gave various conflicting versions of what happened that morning. Ultimately, Carrie Tomlin was arrested and charged with the murder of Maria Lambert. On January the twenty-fourth, two thousand and thirteen, Carrie Tomlin appeared in the Smyrna General Sessions Court for his preliminary hearing. Presiding over the hearing was Judge Keita Barnes. Kerry Tomlin was represented at the hearing by the Rutherford County Public Defender, Gerald Melton. The state was represented by Assistant District Attorney, J. Paul Newman. On that day, Kerry Tomlin decided to waive his right to the preliminary hearing and chose to bind his case over to the Rutherford County Grand Jury. Following that court appearance, Kerry Tomlin remained in the Rutherford County Jail, and his bond remained at $800,000. When we return, we will tell you more about the murder of Maria Lambert and the prosecution of Kerry Tomlin. In August of 2013, the Rutherford County Grand Jury indicted Kerry Tomlin for the murder of Maria Lambert. After several months of intense negotiation, on Thursday, October 24, 2014, Kerry Tomlin was brought from the Rutherford County Jail to the circuit courtroom of Judge David Bragg. Cary Tomlin was there to enter a plea to the charges brought against him for the brutal, beating death of Maria Lambert. Cary Tomlin told Judge Bragg that he had decided to enter into a negotiated plea agreement instead of allowing a jury to decide his fate. On that date, Cary Tomlin pled guilty to the charge of second-degree murder for the killing of Maria Lambert. Cary Tomlin further agreed to waive any future appeal and simply serve his sentence. During the plea, with members of Maria Lambert's family present in the courtroom, Cary Tomlin admitted killing Maria Lambert. Tomlin also asked the family to forgive him. Pursuant to the plea agreement, Judge Bragg sentenced Cary Tomlin to serve 25 years, in the Tennessee Department of Corrections. Kerry Tomlin was 42 years old when he killed 40-year-old Maria Lambert. Under the law, Kerry Tomlin would not be eligible for parole until he is 67 years old. (music) Domestic violence is a sad and deadly problem in our community. Do what you can to stop domestic violence. If you are abusing someone, stop and get help with your problem. If you witness domestic violence, be willing to support the victim and encourage them to ask for help. If you are the victim of domestic violence, contact family, friends, and the authorities. Remember, it is not your fault, and you are not alone. Please take steps to protect yourself from abuse before it is too late.
3: Still a heavy traffic. 24 trying to get past Haywood Lane from the earlier crash that happened up there. Just enough to trigger that backup coming out of Rutherford County into Davidson County on 24 again westbound. Give yourself extra time there. It didn't do us any favors, that's for sure. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar, home of the world-famous cotton candy wine. Check them out at gatlinburgwinecellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Mostly sunny skies here for this
6: afternoon, high around 60 degrees, northeast winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low of 33. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 31.
1: As we end our program today, we thank our guests from the Murfreesboro Police Department, Detective Sergeant Tommy Massey, and from the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office, Detective Sergeant Dan Goodwin. We thank our producer, Nick Cohn. We thank WGNS for providing the airtime. Most of all, we thank you for listening. Our next scheduled broadcast is Friday morning, December the 3rd at 8 10 a.m on your good neighbor station, WGNS. We leave by saying, a safe community is the responsibility of each and every one of us. For my co-host, Jennings Jones, this is Paul Newman, bidding all of you a safe and blessed day.
0: The District Attorney's Office thanks you for listening to today's program. If you have any information regarding criminal activity in our community, please contact one of our law enforcement agencies. The information presented on today's show is solely for informational benefit and not intended to be legal advice. You should always consult an attorney whenever you need or rely on legal advice. Rutherford County's most trusted name in news. Talk Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro.